Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below, you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balance. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, as you can tell, it's almost Halloween, and we decided what better topic to cover than the witch and the history of the witch. Actually, Alexia and I were talking after the last episode, and uh, we did with her, and she brought it up. And uh, we just thought it would be really fitting to do it right now. And uh, and, and she, her, this is her husband, Rick, Rick G, by the way. Um, and he has done some research of his own as well. And we're going to, they've pre uh, prepared a slideshow for us. So we're going to go through all that. Uh, and, but it's perfect because Halloween is known, the witch on Halloween is known as queen of the night. So it's really interesting. Uh, the history is, is absolutely fascinating. There's a lot of misinformation. Um, there's a lot of stuff just talking with Alexia, like I thought I knew a lot about the, the European witch trials and uh, she kind of schooled me and proved me wrong in some areas because <laughs> there, there's a mainstream narrative that gets pushed and uh, it's, it's nobody's fault that they fall for it. That's just the information that gets pushed. And there is truth to some of it. It's not all just bogus. Um, you just have to know, you just have to be able to siphon through it, filter through it. Um, before we get started, though, real quick, guys, um, just a reminder about our promo codes. Uh, if you're looking for a good CBD to try, uh, Hopewell Farm CBD, promo code Journey to Truth 10 gets you 10% off of that. I highly recommend this stuff. They have a crypto payment option. Uh, they have veteran discounts, free shipping, any, any purchase over $200 or more. That's really great stuff. I highly recommend it. All of our Teespring merch is 15% off with promo code CGI Joe. Which, Aaron, we need to change that to Let's Go Brandon or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, we got to change it now. Yeah, we need to change that. I forgot. <laughs> um, but you get 15% off yeah. of that. And then obviously the Omnia Radiation Balancer, which you guys just watched the commercial for, 10% off that with promo code TRUTH in all caps. And one final plug, our Secret Space Conference next May, uh, May 2nd through the 5th in Grafton, Illinois. Tickets are available for that. They are The link is below, secretspaceinfo.com. Uh, if you feel like come and grab a ticket, come hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. And what else? Oh, yeah, guys, um, if you're familiar with Ricky Leaks on Telegram, that is this is there. I guess do you guys work on this together. Is that primarily yours, Rick? Um, I am. I am a founder, but no, Lexi. And uh, we have a few mods as well. And I think we all I see it as a team. Um, we definitely got the ball rolling, but ever since then, earlier this year, I mean, we've just, I think we're just coming up on 2,100 subscribers. So it's been, it's been amazing. Um, I really just say that telegram has helped us all get organized. And I think that's been the biggest benefit. 
Yeah. And it makes so much more sense knowing that you have a team because I was like, how does this guy find the time to post 300 things a day? I'm like, uh, but so it's a, it's a group of people working together. That's really correct. Yes. No, it's great. We're going to continue to grow. So keep your eyes on us. Yeah. And we'll put those links in the description below also for anyone who wants to check it out. And by the way, uh, if you don't already follow journey to truth on telegram, Instagram, Facebook, if you don't already. Um, so where do you want to start? Alexia or you right. yeah um I'm going to actually take over the screen and we're going to start a presentation well did, Glorious you, presentation. did you want to do any like did you want to preface it with any information first did you um did you I to- yes okay so basically I wanted to kind of pick up where we just left off which is like mainly around the medieval times um our last video was talking about the changes in the royalty going on um, with Vlad the Impaler's bloodline basically coming into the Queen Mary, Mary Queen of Scots, these two um, people that are a part of a royal bloodline and basically these two women fighting for the crown. And it all circles around having the church, like basically is the royal crown going to be Catholic or is it going to be Anglo-Saxon? And there was, I didn't understand that whenever I heard about medieval times. And to me, I was just like, well, they're both Christian. Like, why are two Christians fighting? And why does it have to change a Bible? And why do the dark ages have happen after? And there's just, it's a lot of confusion. And when we talk about witchcraft, my husband and I are very familiar in seeing witchcraft in our day-to-day society, like modern witchcraft that we don't even realize is witchcraft. Like words have power. This is why we affirm things and have affirmations. And this is why things like the secret and the knowledge of um, repetition is so big in even our normal day-to-day societies, because we know that our words have powers. We know that there is a power to praying. And remember, we are in a world that doesn't have a confirmed origin creation story. Like we're all basically prayer and witchcraft in a world that doesn't like believe anything in, in particular, they're both supernatural and they're both considered magic. And so many wars and so many people have died ever since the beginning of time, basically over this same, very similar fight. And it's basically the use of magic and where you draw your magic from being a very big, important part of every holy war. And there's no way to explain modern day witches or witchcraft in modern day society without kind of going back to the medieval era. So, um, I wanted if to see if you guys could actually like fill me into what you guys know about the European witch trials as of now. Well, I do want to go back to you said our words have power. And obviously you think about spelling, like like spelling is casting spells. Like there's a reason everything is well thought out. It's just not nothing's happenstance with our history, right? Um, and there's a whole there's more examples. I just can't think of them right now. But I, I do want to say, start by saying. Um, yes, there are good witches and bad witches. Uh, and that is just that that's basically if you if you break it down like this, a witch is just somebody who's tapping in 
to their potential of, of, the, of what the human is capable of. And it's not actually magic. It just seems like magic. So therefore, based on your personality, you can use it for good or bad. And that's, that's where you get the good witch and the bad witch. It's just how you use that power. Yes. It's and, like a and, tool that can be used for good or bad. Yeah. It's yes. not, the thing in and of itself is not good or bad. It's, it's the intent and the use behind it. Yeah. Right. And then we have the, the term witch, which means to arc or bend or shape, um, which Alexia brought up a good point about um, the word arc actually refers to archon, in a, in a, I guess. Are you going to talk about that like, in your presentation? I will. Okay. I will be going over all that fun stuff too. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, if you want to go back like to the European trials, my understanding of it was that it was basically like a woman's Holocaust. Um, upwards of 10 million people were murdered um, most um, from the research, the numbers I have seen. I've heard people claim even more. And that was over centuries. You know, this wasn't just this was like between the 15th and the 17th century. Um, a lot of these women were wrongfully accused Um some of them like, okay, back then the life expectancy was age 40. So if you were just to live past age 40, you were suspect because these women were healers. They were using natural herbs and, and whatever, holistic remedies, natural remedies to heal themselves. They were the wise woman. Uh, and when they were living past the expected age, they were suspect to be a witch. And all it took was your neighbor back then um, accusing you an acquisition from your neighbor and they had every right to come and confiscate your home, seize your, seize your property, take everything. Um, it, it was, it was crazy times, right? Is it crazy uh, times or is it happening again? Because what are yeah. we seeing in Australia? Well, yeah. And that's well, when you're, you're right. They would persecute these people for, they were, they would have false acqu uh, accusations. And then even in those, you know, those, those false testimonies under torture, they would reveal names of their neighbors and, you know, they would give 14, 15 names and you have that cascading into effect. And Lexi's right. Aren't we kind of seeing that same thing kind of play out this today? Well, I mean, I guess the unvaccinated are kind of like the new witches, <laughs> right? We have, we have supernatural healing powers, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's basically so a, war on, a war on nature, a war on God, essentially. Right. It's like, they're just tapping into, like you said, their natural abilities. And um, uh, it's it gets demonized by the, you know, it's all the cabals, you know, control system that they know what it really is, but they they have to stamp it out, you know. So it's the same with the unvaccinated and the stuff going on right now. It's like they know they know they're behind the agendas and they yeah. they're trying to stamp out the opposition and demonize it. So, you know, exactly same, same right. exact playbook. So, so we have the Church of Rome back then coming in and deeming every witch uh, enemy of their the enemy of God, right? Um, that's what that's what the story is. They're they're saying that all these women are the enemy of God. Um, all they were trying to do was basically reach a higher state, a higher state of con an altered state of consciousness without using drugs. They had natural ways of doing it. That's where the concept of the witch hat comes from. Apparently, they were wearing like a tetrahedron on their head. It was somehow activating their third eye and they were able to communicate. Um, apparently, that's just one of the theories on, on why where the concept of the witch hat came from. And uh, I mean, it goes on and on, but it was the they these women became a threat to the Catholic Church and a threat to men, actually, in yes. general. 
just a threat to men and they didn't like that and they they were um they were threatened and they were throwing their power around and the witch hunt actually created job opportunities and so that you had these people that now had a job to go around and hunt down the witch seize her property and everything was charged that everything there was a fee for the woman everything they did there was a fee they were charged for everything this is how they made their money and if they couldn't pay it they would take their property and then they would torture them and get all the information out of them they could and then hang them publicly execute them uh, it goes on and on and on but i mean how much more do you want me to get into that no, you perfectly you perfectly send, summed up um, exactly all I knew of the European witch trials at the time, um, and when you witchcraft is it's beautifully laid out in our history that you go to talk about it and you have half the people in the room going we're not even going to listen to witchcraft that's blasphemy and then you have the other half of the room going um, witches aren't bad like you know, as we're healing people with herbs, as we're maybe placing salt around the house for protection or praying and things coming to us and manifesting things and giving birth and bringing life into this world. We're like, oh, I don't think witches are bad because we understand that I think every human kind of holds a power that is so much stronger than um, we're taught to like know what our power is even possible of but we know it's important because as we're seeing in today's real world humans are being enslaved and it's a repetition throughout history that like humans are being enslaved so something we have is precious something we have is something another race can't do so when it comes to the magic treatment i'm like okay maybe it's the humans that hold this magic and it's being siphoned and wrongly used against us so that's where i kind of start can you get the yeah we're going to share our screen and we're going to start the presentation right and just real quick like so they what's interesting was is because in in that documentary there's a documentary out there called the burning times on amazon prime um it's good and some of it's misinformation but there is some good information in that but they they say that women back then used to be the physicians and the doctors and they were the ones doing all the work that now the men took over and if you listen to like channelers and future predictions they all see or they all speak of this council of elders the council of women elders mm -hmm. like and it's kind of going back to the roots if you think about it it's why would they be picking up why would they be tapping into that information um you know, we, it's just something we had forgotten. It is. So thank you for bringing that up. But we, okay, this is my problem with the term, which is, and we're going to go into the changing of words and our language is a huge part of modern day witchcraft. But basically um, the word, witch was made by the Anglo-Saxons in like four to 500 um, AD. Yeah. Yeah. AD. So basically what you're seeing there is these white women coming in, telling every calling every um, woman of power who maybe had a vision and was a visionary, maybe a woman of healing and whatever they were doing all around the world. Now they're called witches. So even if you're in Brazil and you are a medicine doctor and you're now a witch because some 
lady who just kicked another rightful heir out of her place and crown, she's telling you a witch. So we're going with her name. So I don't even like calling these women witches because for history so much longer and before uh witches were called witches they were called goddesses and yes uh they we there's all these other names there's genies there's um fairies and fae and what's oracles the, what's the gin is the gin one too Gins and the gin. they were spirits i think they're I entities think, yeah. yeah and yeah okay that's we're gonna get into those kind of things and they do work with witches and it's very important to understand uh, the entities that helped witches. Oh, and and yeah. something that just popped into my head, and then I'll I'll, let, I'll leave you alone to do your slideshow. But um, the Catholic Church, right? They were so these women had a direct pipeline to spirit. They 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 achieved something that we're all trying to achieve right now. This is why we meditate. This is why we do what we do. And then the what does the church do? They come in and they put a middleman. They create a barrier. They put a middleman in there. So you have to go through them to yes. get this spirit. It's really interesting if you think about that. So that's where we're going to pick up because I wanted to start off the talk going into what we what we know of the Middle Ages. And we keep saying the church, but you don't realize that the church itself during the Middle Ages was fighting itself. And there was an infiltration within the church itself. So when we say the Catholic church, yes, it ended up being infiltrated, but I, I don't know if the Catholic church started off with the evil intent. It might've been innocent for X amount of years. And then it obviously gets uh, corrupted, but I have a feeling it wasn't corrupted because during basically, cause they needed to make the Anglo-Saxons, whoever they are, in kill brackets, they couldn't change the Christ, the Catholic religion to not wear the cross because vampires can't wear crosses. So they changed the cross and they couldn't get the queen to change her Catholicism in any way, shape or form. So they just got a new um, religion in, which is why if you look up uh, the Vatican created Islam, you'll notice that Literally, all of the uh, origin stories for Islam and modern day Muslims came from the Vatican. So when one religion that Rome was making doesn't work to control the people, they just change it and call it something else. And they keep it very similar, maybe like the First Testament, but they'll change a little thing here and there. So why the medieval ages were, was this in-group fighting? it's really interesting to know, okay, what middlemen are they putting there? Um, and that's kind of we're going to see the natural progression of with here. Yeah. It's interesting to bring up that the church might have, you know, been totally. Been it, yeah. Positive. It was infiltrated, it, but it might've been positive in its roots, you know, is what I'm saying. Yeah. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, there's speculation right now, but um there were good things that did definitely come of it, which is awesome to say for yes. sure. Um, yeah. So we were talking about the root of words and basically words being magic. Um, I always think of Hebrew because Hebrew is a language that's mathematical at its base. Oh, and even vibrationally too. It's like the, the resonance of the language when spoken properly is what they say is, you know, that's, that's the language. It can move stones. What language? The Hebrew. The Hebrew. Correct. Interesting. And you'll spell out letters of things and mathematically 
it makes a formula that we can use in like math and it'll mean a word and it'll be a math formula. So as far as like spells in language goes, that's really cool. Um, oh, and I just want to point out literally all women are portals. We can bring life into this world. That is the number one portal magic is like always the hardest or the latest, um, magic type that like new students of magic learn is portaling out basically. So the womb, the womb is a portal. That's a portal. So women by themselves, by the definition of magic, women are already magic, regardless if you consider yourself or if Anglo-Saxons in 500 BC considered you a witch. So they're all witches is what you're telling me. You got a womb, (laughs) got a womb, you're a witch. (laughs) So, um, Basically, it's interesting to look up where this um, derived from magic. And I'm sure we've all heard of magi and things of that nature. And it goes into Zoroastrianism. Can you read that? Can I read this? Yes. Um, This looks like a definition. Um, The art of influencing or predicting events and producing marvels using hidden natural forces. Also supernatural art especially the art of controlling the actions of spiritual or superhuman beings. I mean, think about, uh, that's the first thing I think of when I hear that is uh, Solomon's ring, actually, right there where he was given a ring. Well, it was, it was we'll Solomon's get to ring. it in a yes. second. Ah, I'm getting ahead. I haven't seen this presentation, by the way, folks, so I'm sorry for stepping <laughs> it's ahead. It's okay. <laughs> I just wanted to explain that we have French roots. We have um, old French, basically, sorcery, magic. There's a lot of this word magus, which I've been seeing, which reminds me of another MAGA chant that people have been chanting recently. And I don't know what the roots are for it, but it'll kind of make sense if we go further. So, Ooh. yeah. And we, whenever you talk about witches, you're immediately like, are we talking about good magic, force, field, nature, or bad? And it basically, from what I understand, all goes into two things, intent, upon at the time of casting whatever spell or whatever the case is along with um who you're pulling your energy from or power from or where the spell originated from um depends on how the magic will actually work out well you have this witch is slytherin is that just as a joke right it's a I joke mean, but she's a bad you, witch but Slytherin, you think about it in our alphabet, our language, mm-hmm. the way we hiss every time we say S. Yes. I've, I've heard people claim that's like by design. Parcel Some, tongue. Right, Reptilian. right. But that's uh, wow. I think that's awesome. That's really cool. Think about it every time mm-hmm. you're hissing, every time. Yes. And we curse. We, uh, a lot of people in the awakening are torn about the cursing element. And it's so hard, it's we're raised with it. It's just something that's in us. And I definitely have dealt with this as a problem. And, but I mean, really we are cursing. So even if it's, it's so embedded in our nature and we were just blind to the magic that's all around us. So if you are gonna curse, I just always say like jokingly take it back, like right after the conversation. stuff of that nature just be aware of your words and the gossiping of things you're talking about just regular like curse words regular curse words like 
Next fucking slide, please. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. No, that's a perfect transition because um, like I was talking earlier, women who had abilities and they're all the same abilities that you talk about or that you see like our friends on Facebook talking about, there's literally saying like, Hey, I had a dream last night. Hey, I went to the forest and got some warm wood. And now this kid doesn't have shingles anymore. Hey, um, I played a flute and I moved something and it helped something. So like literally the form of the magic, what was happening when they were casting, whatever they were putting intent into, they were just called different things. So we had goddesses, we had oracles, um, what was that? I dream of genie. We were watching I dream of genie in the beginning of uh, the pandemic and like disclosure central. It is all about an air force. What was it? An air force pilot finds a genie from Carthage. I was trying to think of what you were going to call her. Genie. We should have looked at that. So basically we have these women throughout our history that decide fate. They know fate, they can manipulate fate. And this has gone into what we call into modern day witchcraft. And like, that's another thing. Is it good? Is it bad? It doesn't matter if we believe in magic, but other people do. And like, it's a known thing that like everyone laughs at Trump for tweeting at 3 a.m. And then those tweets actually are coming true or did come to pass. The witching hour, isn't it? Isn't 3 a.m. the witching yep. hour? Yep. Yes, it is. So and uh, he won. Go back to that other slide, please. Um, that like I sit like that without even realizing it sometimes, you know, like some of these things, like I don't know if they're if they're intentional or not. Or in his case, in a position of power, he probably has to be very aware of what he's doing with his hands. But mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? What it so okay, so we have um hand gestures. What I've I've looked it up and I've seen two different things. One, when you place your hands like that, you're creating a shield. So if something comes towards you, it'll break off and it'll literally go around you. Oh, um, and us doing these things on purpose, like that's where, and I'm going to get into it and touch a little bit on blood types and the power of our ancestral knowledge that we have all within us. And when things come naturally to any one of us, that's when people think either our ancestors did or a, what is it called? Like past lives habit is just natural to us. So there's also out there also there's, there's uh, power points on our palms, right? Is that, are those submedians for, yes, and we have meridians on meridians. Our... Sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You're right. I mean, that's what people do to palm readings and that's how they somehow tap into some information there. Um, so you saying he tweeted at 3 a.m. and because like what what's the significance of that in this case? So there's a couple different things. One, first and fo foremost, he won the election in 2016 at 3 a.m. And whenever he talks about it, I just watched his last little uh, rally and he's like, and we got her at 3 a.m. And there's something about manifestation happening at 3 a.m. If you wish upon something, if you have people especially a lot of people honing in on one idea, then uh, a manifestation that you're intending to happen will happen. So, and he also had a weird thing, and I didn't even know this until this tweet, the, this uh, search. There's a bunch of times that he tweeted at 3 a.m., not just like one time, mm -hmm. like these are, if you go to this article, like 
there's a bunch of tweets. So he set intention at 3 a.m. He won an election at 3 a.m. He like all this weird stuff. So does that show that he's aware of those things? Uh, I think it's important to know that the Scottish, they consider witches, they're like, witches aren't necessarily bad. It's if you sell your soul to the devil. They're, then you're called, you're no longer a witch at that point. Girl or boy, you're a warlock. And girl or boy in like the 400s, Scottish didn't believe, like they were okay with having witches being girls or boys. But as long as you sold your devil, your soul to the devil, that made you a warlock and like bad. So he is of the Scottish um his ancestors are scottish Scottish interesting Mm -hmm. so just interesting to know i don't know if it's just ironic if you look at pictures of him he's always doing it it's not just like one or two times whenever he's around especially in the later years when i think attacks were coming at him his little hands are always like Oh, it's just interesting to know one of those things like what, what, when is a coincidence too much, you know? And Tyler's right. I mean, that's a very common type of hand gesture Mm -hmm. and you're right. He's very aware of what he is doing with his hands. And a lot of those instances, if you've been there, if you've been a public speaker, if you've, you know, even just given someone a directive, you're going to get a lot more out of, you know, doing something like an open hand gesture versus, you know, pointing or, you know, yelling or, you know, doing something obscene. So the fact that he does, he's very conscious about that. It is interesting. Well, subconsciously, we might we might even do that naturally, subconsciously, knowing the effects somehow mm-hmm. with a, a lot of things we do, like exactly. like whenever we like do this, like people don't realize they're cleansing their aura whenever they do that, whenever you wipe your head like that um, in traffic or something. Isn't that so cool? Like we're using right. our body just exactly. We're using our bodies, like turn on the windshield wipers. We don't know why we're doing it, but we're doing it for that reason. Right. People don't even know the reason necessarily for yawning. Like there isn't an official reason, apparently they say. So, um, with that being said, like, why do we do these, do these things? Why do we have these organs that aren't being used? Like, what is our body capable of? Like, Um, It's just very interesting. So I do want to go back and this is going into the Solomon realm. Solomon. Okay. We, the modern day witches, like I never want to go to straight to devil worship or the opposite, which is like God stories uh, basically taking over our whole history. And you want to see what they're both saying. And it's very interesting because the witches of modern day, they are the ones that made me look up these seven sisters because what Rick's going to go into is modern day Ivy Leaks um, being called seven sisters universities. And there's a lot of women who came from these universities that make money moves in our society and become lawyers and become activists and have literally changed the course of history and narratives. And we need to know what they what are the seven sisters? Why is the why is there an Ivy League school here in America? Um, in the elite societies and why are these people like Hillary Clinton and Vanderbilt from these places so we go into what the seven sisters are and you have this idea of the seven the seven sisters that uh, Solomon saw and these women were basically one of each deception strife battle jealousy error and then power. And then there was the last sister who was, her fate was worse 
than all of these combined, but she doesn't say her name. And that's what they represented, right? They represented deception, strife, jealousy, and error. So they're kind of like the seven deadly sins. They were, but they were, he definitely said he saw people, women, and he was allowed to talk to them. And they explained to Solomon. And remember, Solomon is the son of King David. And King David was an awesome ruler. He brought down Goliath with He's a little guy just using a slingshot. And then he had a son and stuff went wrong. There's a whole song about it. The hallelujah song is about basically a wonderful human um, king uh, falling for lust of a woman he saw naked on a on a uh, rooftop. So he his son met with these women that in a base of a mountain and they explained to him like, yeah, basically we're the worst things that a human will have to go through. But there is a, each one of us has an angel that can basically destroy us. So that's kind of the check and balance system that they explained to him. Like, yeah, we're horrible, but there is a, a, another half of polarity. We each have someone who can like take us out basically is what they said. Right. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. almost like an antidote. Exactly. Uh, So the Testament of Solomon uh, the Testament of Solomon is a pseudo-depographical composite text described to King Solomon, but not regarded as canonical scripture by Jews or the Christian groups. Um, it was written in the Greek language based on precedents dating back to the early first millennium CE, but was likely not completed in any meaningful textual sense until someone in the medieval period. Um, its uh, most noteworthy recessions in the text describe how Solomon was enabled to build his temple by commanding demons by means of a magical ring that was entrusted to him by the archangel Michael. Commanding demons. Right. By means of a magical ring. Right. And that ring had a pentagon on it. I think a that's p- very pentagram. Yes. pentagram. I think they call it um, the the star of God, I think it's been referred to as time has gone on, but I mean, that was literally a ring given to him. It's almost, almost like a Lord of the Rings in a way where you were able to control the the spirit of demons to do, to do your will good or bad. Yeah. And what they considered. Oh, sorry. I was going to say this stuff is like, we have to really think, like you said, modern day witches, this stuff is happening, not just with like women, this stuff is happening in politics and among the elites, which we know that um, underground and there's this stuff is very well practiced and it's believed in they live by this stuff. And but the meanwhile, they try and write it off as crazy on the surface. So we never exactly. really discover their ways. Right, exactly. But yet we're allowed to watch television with programming and be programmed. It's OK if we don't call them out on it, but they're allowed to keep doing it to us over and over again. And if we pray in public, we get laughed at, or if prayer is taught in school, even though spelling is taught in school, which we just learned that spells have power, uh, prayer isn't even allowed in school, yeah. uh, not forcing anyone on prayer, but that's also a lot of this is what happened in Harry Potter. Like jokes aside, the last years or so of Harry Potter, the last like three books was the Ministry of Magic coming into the school and taking away defense of the dark arts. And everyone was like, uh, excuse me. And they're like, you don't need it. There's no dark arts. Like, what do you think's going to get you? And they made fun of them for not being able to battle off demons, literally demons. Like 
it is so interesting that reading the Harry Potter series, the last year, no one could say the V word because you would be tracked Voldemort. So they called him like he who must not be named because you wouldn't be tracked and targeted. So here we are. We can't say V words where otherwise you would be tracked and targeted. Um, Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff with the Harry Potter series that seems to be very well. I mean, there's um, David Shurgeon who has his um, Above Duality channel. He is always talking about how Harry Potter is a documentary. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is like he always brings it up, and he is like it comes up. There's common themes everywhere that relate to the real world, but when it's presented in a theatrical way, like in a movie theater, people don't make the connection and we know so many like people with great powers on facebook and i have been able to talk to them with how they use their powers and every single one of them describes the patronus charm on harry potter which the patronus charm is if there's a life sucking demon thing like sucking the life out of you you think of you get into a place of bliss like think of the happiest you've ever been do a prayer think of the time your child was born or you met your husband or whatever and then use that energy of pure joy and it repels the demon but that's basically what you do in reiki that's best basically what energy healers do and i do a detoxing um series on reiki leaks and you have to get into a state of bliss before you do some of these energy exchanges to get rid of demons yeah you have to be in a place of of gratitude that's again going into those of you who know about some some forms of metaphysics is your vibration it must be a high vibrational state in order to access these realms in order to to literally biohack our bodies we have to be at a vibrational state that is in the positive spectrum yeah 100 percent. and if and you'll have you'll find that you have more experiences if you are an experiencer when you're at a higher vibration a higher frequency i truly believe that some you might be able to see even a ufo and the next person might not or some spirit in the room or whatever whatever the case may be depending on what frequency you're, you're at. If you're a little bit higher than the person next to you, that's why there's always, we know all these people in our lives who are seeing things all the time. Maybe they're just tuned into a different frequency. There's, there's tons, I've heard tons of stories of uh, ET contacts or UFO sightings where like one person can see it and experience it and no one else saw it. Or the people right standing right there didn't even see it. So right. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like it's, they're, they're like on a different frequency or however they're doing it there. Yeah, there's a lot of instances. You're right, where people are like, "Oh, did you did you see that? Did you see what I see?" And the other person's like, "No, Bob, you're sometimes they do you're crazy, they right? Yeah. Exactly." And that's probably exactly. the low yeah. vibrational person who's always thinking, "Oh, you're you're the crazy person. I can't be seen in public looking at what you're looking at because I'm going to be branded a witch." And that's in layman's terms. That's exactly what we're talking about. Is this this remnant from our society about being labeled as a practitioner of witchcraft or being um, any so any, in any way different? People are afraid to speak up because you're going to get prosecuted by the Inquisition. You're going to get you're going to get hurt, and it's right. not it's not going to go well for you. Um, yeah, exactly. Re really quick, something I I actually just stumbled across again right before our show, and I don't think mm -hmm. it was coincidence. I was looking for an email, and I found an old email. So at one point in the recent past, I had reason to believe that some spells were being cast on me. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. I started doing some research. I started doing some research into how does how black magic works and all this stuff. And I came across this old satanic cult handbook from 1990. Well, it was printed in 93, but it's older than that. And it goes in detail into detail 
how to how to cast spells and how to do all this stuff towards people, how to recruit people, how to deceive them, how to what to look for, what personality traits to look for. And it gives recipes on how to do things if you want somebody to have insomnia or if you want them to blah, 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 blah. There's like, it's like a spell book, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it goes on and on. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It actually like, it, it hurts my stomach to read it because like literally like it makes me sick to my stomach because it's just disgusting information, but mm-hmm. it's very, um, it's very informative um it's you know they want you to look for a dysfunctional person mm-hmm. um then there's the indoctrination the recruitment type the types of abuse and torture but it doesn't explain them it explains how to do them covertly so people don't know that you're doing it um this is you know every anybody who does this could be labeled a witch but you like i said it's the opposite can be done you could use this power for good too anyway you- i won't I won't stay on it too long, but it's really, I do want to mention that because the fact uh, what you're explaining is we're so numb to the witchcraft around us. And it wasn't until recently that I realized what was going on here. And we're going to go into witchcraft into the CIA and Hollywood, but basically exactly what you were saying. um, When I was a teenager, the cool thing was America's next top model. You would watch America's next top model. And it was these models who were in the agencies for years and they were bringing on new talent. So these new talents, hundreds of girls every season. And I think they had like two seasons a year. It was all the time going. So they had constant fresh meat of the most beautiful women, tall, the best actresses. Like they, it was a calling, a audition basically of finding women who are spectacular and they would immediately get taken into these agencies. And when I think of agents, I think of agents of shield and like the Marvel universe. And I think of uh, honeypots and these women who have these magical powers who might want to be seated in um, elite circles like Hollywood, but they want to be able to have and possess powers. And one of those ways I know that uh, America's next top model was teaching this and kind of fishing for the newest catfish <laughs> bunny was or was um basically they would always do a little um what is it called challenge they would always do a challenge and one of the challenge was all the models have to you have five minutes and no mirror to get ready so like this happens all the time if you're on the runway way you have to change looks really quickly you have five minutes do your makeup and get like ready, have a go-to look. So they were explaining, like, you just have to work on your eyebrows, your eyes and your lips, because that will give emotion. So it'll, it's a way to trick, especially from afar people into thinking that you look put together because they can see your eyes and mouth movement and really quickly doing your hair. So they explained after the challenge was done, how, women can change their look really quickly. But like, if you look, if you watch that episode now, it's kind of scary because it's, you could do so much with that one skill of getting ready quickly. You can commit a crime and you can immediately change your look like a cat woman and leave the scene. You can steal a child, change the outfit really quick, do these couple things and no one would notice what the child looks like. So this, all these little things that they were doing in just the daily episodes was like literally magic. They were teaching you and they were doing a show like who does it better basically. Right. 
That's yeah. yeah. I mean, even the murder shows, like they teach you how to get away with yeah. murder. They they literally like give you the playbook. I mean, if somebody wanted to go out there and do it, they know what to do. They're giving you the recipe. That that all goes along with what do we always say? They always, they're always showing us what showing us and telling us what they're doing. And it's almost like that's a part of their magic and their belief system. Like we always they always have to tell us what they're doing. They have to uh, and plain, put it in plain sight. And since none of us or most people aren't aware of any of this stuff that no one thinks anything of it. Yeah. But they're like, oh, we're telling you guys. And so it's almost like in their mind, we're consenting to everything because, well, oh, we're telling you and you're you're not doing anything about it. So it's like right. karmic. Right. We just write it off there. as like, we see it, but we write it off, you know, and then. And Except then it, for the ones that like us that are awake to this. And then obviously more and more people are waking up all the time and uh, it's getting harder and harder for them to get away with things without people standing up, which is great because now you see, you know, more and more people are speaking out and standing up against things. That's also how magic magic works. The more people that go into a spell or a prayer and put their intention towards it, the quicker it happens and real results start to happen. So we all need to band together and like get on the same page just with truth like just if we all yeah. think of like let truth be seen then truth can't it'll prevail because they, they these evil forces can't really double back on the centuries upon centuries of lies that they've been telling humanity so they can't really be like oh blah, 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 hold on we can save this no they're they've they've yeah. said it it's there's really kind of spiritually no going back from this so once we all wake up it's <laughs> it's gonna be pretty great it's game over <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, exactly they, why they're scrambling so heavily right now because correct they know it's well I mean, they know they're done basically they're just basically stalling right now trying to hold on as long as possible because that's all they can do at this one, point one last thing and then we'll get back to the slideshow um did you see just today we're right before we recorded we're recording this um disclosed tv shared it um it's a video of a velociraptor or a lizard at the un making a statement about climate at a podium making a statement about the climate change disaster and at the climate crisis. And they literally have, so they literally have a reptilian on stage at a podium telling the world that we're in climate crisis. This is exactly what we're like. There's telling you they're showing people, people write it off as a joke. Oh, how cute, how funny, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, Uh, I mean, the new Netflix, the the new Netflix show called uh, inside job. It's like an no. animated kind of like Rick and Morty similar <laughs> show, but it's, it's, it's literally like, it's making fun of all the stuff that's real basically. And it's putting right. it right out there. Wow. And it's like, yeah, they're just laying it all out there. Just telling you. And it's all just like you said, it's another delay tactic. They're like, all right, start producing these shows we've had on backlog. They are really going to be distracting for people. And it's, it is, it's, yeah. it's relevant. It's like, why are they still producing this stuff? Well, it's almost like a, it's almost like, a double-edged thing because it's like it's that but it's also they're making fun of it so this the people that are asleep or that think all that stuff so haha that's ridiculous uh it's like pushing that psychologically on people so oh we want to keep people having the laugh factor with this stuff so no one will want to look into it or take it seriously i think it's exactly they're teaching them how to laugh at us so when you explain like it's program yeah, it's programming. Yeah. They're yeah. telling the house how to react. Desensitize them to the truth. Exactly. 
Um, this slide is just basically sedating. The Seven Sisters is also a constellation in our sky. It's the Pleiades, it's Taurus. Um, and the Pleiades is Seven Sisters. So you have this aspect of the Seven Sisters and those who identify from the Pleiades system, they know they're not from Earth. So that's an interesting thing to keep in mind that these witches aren't just from this realm, be it if we're a third rock from the sun or a third dimension. And if a ninth dimensional thing could live on earth around us that we just can't see, that's important to know because um, if you see Pleiades as a dimension, that helps out a lot in a little bit. We're going to go into that. But basically, I wanted to cover that they're sisters, they're siblings. And there's something I kept noticing throughout the entire research dig was that like all of these twins or all of these witches had twins. So the first set of Solomon's witches or women or twins, they all had a equal and opposite counterpart that could like get rid of them. So that's another part I wanted to explain is that all of these witches and magical people, they had a twin and it's almost like it has to keep balance in the polarity. Um, this is really interesting. Sabrina in the nineties, the entire first four seasons, when you're going through high school with her, she's picking up these little clues. And at the very end, when she's 18 or whatever, about to be of age, she puts together all the clues and then she has to like rival herself. And there's this like scary Sabrina Spellman living in Netflix land that she has to literally talk to and they like duel it out. So you fight your counterpart and whoever wins that duel in the Spellman universe gets to be the witch on that. Shadow Sabrina. Yeah. So there might, yeah. So it's very interesting that there is a shadow Sabrina out right now. And they do cover that every Spellman has a twin as well. Oh, that also reminds me of a man in the iron mask because per Scottish people, um, women and men can be witches basically. So the iron, the man, the, yeah, the man in the iron mask, uh, it's a Royal who one of his twins was locked away. And then one of his twins had a big ego and was running the land. So when the people get tired of the big ego running the land, they go get the nice twin and they swap them out. That's another thing. It wasn't that Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Hmm. And I believe that men, I mean, it's like you said, like you're, they just label it. They just throw it. They just slap the label witch on it, you know? Yeah. But just because you're tapping into something that might seem supernatural um, doesn't necessarily mean you're a witch or it does depending on what you, the way you want to look at it. Exactly. Um, Zoroastrianism again. I didn't know I had this slide. I thought I got rid of it. Well, it was just interesting how there was a lot of crossover from what we were seeing back in the ancient times in Zoroastrianism. Is that kind of what you were linking up with that? I just wanted to start giving people an understanding of these councils and where the word magic basically came from. And I thought, oh, I thought this was interesting. Um, the name Zoroaster being interpreted means a sacrifice to the stars. Just thought that was. Wow. That's oh, yeah, satanic. that's really interesting. So Zoroastrian yeah. is. Um, go back to that definition real quick for the people who don't know. So it's founded in Persia in the sixth century BCE by the priest Zarathustra. And uh, the blah, 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 blah. So what is it's just. Um, it was a kind of 
just yeah it, it re it reformed what they had persia had a lot of the same like oh it says are there polytheism so they had they had their different gods and it looks like this one replaced it and in that replacement there was a lot of uh, they had i know that lexi touched on the other slide with um the two demon twins who who they were part of the creation story i believe you want to go back to that real quick we'll touch on that is it relevant to the upcoming slides I was just trying to show people more these. examples. I mean, this could be a three hour thing if we're going to go into actually what Zoroastrianism. Right. I just, yeah, it's fine. Um, basically what was happening was like you said earlier, there was a lot of middlemen being thrown around. And at the time of you basically had people who worshiped many gods and this was all being pushed and made into worshiping like one god and in that one god people even still try to change the words of that god so prayers wow. might have been redirected so zoroastrianism uh the masons took a lot of the ways that they worked and ruled and the rituals that came from there. And I believe it was a melding of several different religions at the time with several different deities. So the magic that came from these people were very ancient magic, very well tried and true magic, magic that had to go into raising civilizations, basically. And it, this has influences on the Freemasons or influences of Freemasonry, okay. And I would check into, for women on Freemasonry, uh, there is a special guild. It's the Eastern Stars. Eastern yeah. Stars are women uh, of Masons, basically. So yeah. we also think, that's another thing. We also think Masons are just men, and we forget about all these women Masons. And also, not only the women Masons, but if anyone's familiar with the Stepford Wives, it's an oh, old a movie answer. that, yeah, that just keeps going throughout our system. They made it in like the 50s and then again recently. And it's explaining that, yes, there's men in the society. They seem to control everything. They have their little secret clubs and everything. But at the very end, you realize that the main man was actually a robot being controlled by his wife. And it was actually the wives, the elder wives that you didn't, the unsuspecting victims, basically, who were actually running the show and created these people to place blame on which again take take that and you you have that same representation of the you know let's go back to ancient egypt the, the pharaoh's advisor very well could have been a female priestess or goddess or someone who could interpret um you know the signs of their gods and give him advice spiritual advice that he didn't have mm -hmm. and she's yeah. really kind of they're you know they're behind the scenes kind of pulling the strings like a lot with what we see right now at the current administration who's really in control of those people who who appear to be empowered by us but who's really controlling them and there's trans transgenders mm -hmm. right. we don't know if they're boys or girls right that's interesting yep. that yeah anyway next slide yeah the real <laughs> i mean from all my research the real controllers the real top level of the cabal it's all behind the scenes like you don't see the real control and then every everyone we see is some form of a puppet basically exactly they're they're, they're getting their orders from something or someone above them um that you don't none of us see so like we especially pre the president uh, is you know like they're a puppet for sure except trump was like an outsider and that's why you know that's a whole other topic that's why they attacked them and try to get them out but 
he had a team he was working with too, you know, the Alliance or whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, anyone, anyone we see, they're all, they're all, uh, puppets, people following out their, their orders from their masters. Oh, certainly. And, uh, and they're, and they're, you know, they're doing things that they're, everything is an agenda. Like everything is done for a reason and there's, there's magic going on. There's rituals constantly going on that Cabal does. And it's it's all this occult stuff that they believe in that they know is real, and they try to, you know, portray it as oh that stuff's fake and right in the yeah. mainstream. When all along they're literally doing all this stuff in a you know negatively to control us and manipulate us in the world. They're allowed to do it to us, but we can't do it back. Yeah, on one yeah, hand, on one hand they're all getting together, making yeah. themselves powerful, and on the other hand, just like you said, they're they're creating content to make us feel like what they're doing is silly. And that it's ineffective and it's the complete opposite. It is. It's a lot of double think, triple think in most yeah, instances and they, and, too. Yeah. And they push the, you know, science, which is the, you know, mainstream science, which is not real science, basically. It's, Thank it's you. basically yes. a, relig- a religion and very dogmatic and controlled and much of it is incorrect. And they push that as being the truth on the mainstream level. And then they, behind the scenes are doing all this occult they know all that stuff all it's it's real and they're they practice it and uh it's like it's like they have this puppet on one hand and then the other hand's doing like the real stuff right and exactly. you're distracted by this and until you look behind the, like the man behind the curtain you know like the wizard of oz until you look behind the curtain you're never going to know what's going on you're never going to see it oh sorry no no it's okay um, no, that's exactly right. And what you made me think of too is, uh, what's the movie? Uh, Robin Hood, but the funny one, the cartoon Robin Hood, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the King Lion, he had a snake uh advisor and the snake advisor had the crazy eyes so he would like if the snake advisor wanted him to do something he would like look into his eyes and like make the king do stuff which is very manchurian candidate so um that's oh lord of the rings has a character like that too on ricky leaks we have a show called series of seven where we break down these uh literatures of the past and try and see like how parasites and this number seven ties to them and that's one thing we definitely noticed so what's so parsis um what do we have here what are you showing us now these are going to be the pharisees or the pharaoh's magicians um are the people who basically spoke into the ear or were called i think that's a different Unless they, unless Wikipedia thinks Wikipedia, unless they change the spelling, because I think Pharisees is something oh. that's different. I think okay. this is Parsi. I think this is a Parsi's, uh, an ethno-religious group of Indian of the Indian subcontinent whose religion was Zoroastrianism. So they were talking about some uh, a group of people on the Indian continent who were who were practicing Zoroastrianism, and they were. Okay, so Pharisees, instead of the Persian Empire, is going to be the Egyptian Empire, and Pharisees are going to be the Pharaoh's magician assistants. So interesting that the words were very similar, and we're going to see that come up soon when you have other witches that just change their words, spelling ever so slightly. Um, The reason I bring this up, and again, if we're talking about 
basically witchcraft being used in a um, government control type situation. Then you have this weird thing that happens called slavery. And no matter what, whenever you have um, people telling us that they can use their magic, but we can't use our magic. And if our magic is God's magic, like that's when people start getting their freedoms taken away, letting our own natural immune system take care of a parasite, letting when our rights are being taken away, it's always like basically taking away your magic. And we all are told like, the, you know, it's nothing to take for realistic history. However, when you're talking about magic and stuff, this story in the Exodus is like the number one story we have to pay attention to because literally it was about um, people of Egypt worshiping and praying to other gods. And the only problem with that, the main problem with that is sacrifice happened and they would kill things. They would kill animals. They would kill children. And then a manifestation would come from that. So that was the magic of the land. You had to kill something or sacrifice. And even having slaves, you're sacrificing them, even if they're not dying and they're just building stuff or working nine to five and driving two hours to work, driving two hours home and then going to bed really quick. That's sacrificing of something. So you're still getting a louche type factor from these slavery slavery systems and that's still making magic. So the story of Exodus has to be spoken of and it goes into the medieval times too because the magicians for the pharaohs were basically doing um god's magic whenever whenever um this Moses a went to the pharaoh and going hey like really please stop like enslaving my people it turned into a fight of oh my magic's better than your magic and like Moses was led by the Hebrew God and the Hebrew God was like this is what you're going to do this is how you're going to do it and like Moses was not <laughs> about it he's like yeah I have God telling me that he's going to take you over if you don't let go of my people and the Pharaoh instead of actually thinking like let go of his people he just was like okay, I'm going to F around and I'm going to find out what your God has the power to do. And it ended up being plagues upon the nation and the uh, Pharaoh's magicians couldn't recreate, couldn't recreate the plagues. They couldn't explain how all of these things were happening after Moses said, Hey, this is going to happen. And then they happened. So the Pharaoh was like, how can, how can you guys not, you're my magicians. How can you not do the same magic as this God? He didn't and really they like, stop it. they couldn't they stop, stop it. it. It was scaring him. So it turned into a big thing. And basically God can play with magic too. And he can play dirty, even though he'll give you a million times, chances not to go there and not to get dirty um if his will is uh, imposed and if his people are being held slave he's going to play the dirty rules of the land so obviously the ending of this story basically is uh for the first time the hebrew god sacrificing an innocent life which was a sheep his the sheep's blood was put on the hebrews um houses and then that night all of the firstborn children were taken to heaven. And um, right then and there, we finally saw that, okay, we can play sacrificial magic too. And now, you know, the, the head of your households are all gone for the next generation. So we're playing by your rules. And then that turned into a, well, 
the people against God's magic, they're at the bottom of the Red Sea right now. So <laughs> that's basically where we get. If I, I would love to talk about um, all of this without going into the devil God aspect, but this is the oldest game known to man. We're still in it. And basically what started happening at the Middle Ages was um, this savior who could do all these awesome magic tricks and he was making people blind see he was reversing parasitic diseases and people were curing themselves he used uh detoxing techniques we use nowadays and he was getting rid of these demons from his colon and um basically he died there was a roman war about it and after that there was an enlightenment of people and people started it, it turned something on this Christ that entered into the civilizations was making people wake up and Rome couldn't have that. So then we have the middle ages and stuff started happening with the storyline. Uh, okay. So the reason of the commandments, uh, basically after the Exodus happened and we realized people were doing magic, which usually had to do with sacrifice to enslave people. Um, this turned into okay, if we can mercenary out magicians, then we have to put up rules that everyone has to follow. Just like, keep it simple, keep it, no one can mess this up. So the, um, let me see here. So instead of like basically getting away from this um, false God, like worship and stuff. So during the medieval times, a lot of stuff was happening. Yes, we have this fight within the church, basically saying, we love this Jesus guy. He showed us so much. Look what we can do. But like, he told us not to worship him. And like this other Anglo-Saxon group came going, oh, well, you know, uh, we're going, if you don't agree with our way of seeing things, which we believe in a Trinity, then you're, you're going to die. So people who had one story of what just happened in their religious beliefs was, um, being coming, was being corrupted before their eyes. Some people knew what was happening. And, um, the biggest thing that we can tell happened during this time. Yes. The, Queen Mary stole the other Queen Mary's baby and made that baby change the Bible. And now we have the King James Bible. And apparently there were a couple books, at least 200 pages removed, confirmed. And 200 pages in the Bible, let's just keep in mind the Noah's Ark story is half a page. So even 200 pages of missing text gone is like stuff. It's, it's big. Yeah. Well, the Council of Nicaea, which Constantine put together, removed mm. the, they basically decided what was going to be the well, what was going to be included in the Bible, and they took out, of course, the all the empowering stuff, all the stuff that you know mm -hmm. had the the occult and the esoteric stuff that would be empowering to the people, because obviously yeah. Rome is the bad guys, and they have to control the people, and they can't have people. Is it being empowered? They won't be able to be controlled. So, is it, is it true? Uh, I've, I've also yeah. heard that the original version of the Bible, uh, God was plural. It was God's, and and it has been changed now to a single, well, singular God. Actually, so multiple different things get translated as God in the Bible, and one of the one of the biggest ones is Elohim, which is plural, like you said. And, and Elohim actually means. Um, 
like the mighty ones, I believe is the actual correct translation. The mighty ones. So Elohim that, Adonai was and a that's group. What, like ancient of... aliens talks about, you know, they're like, oh, that that makes you think of like ETs, like that, that but it gets translated as God. So you think it's just, oh, it's God. But when you look at what the word actually was, right, it's Elohim, which is a plural word of like mm-hmm. my, the mighty ones that came from the stars or the sky. Or the it was the Hebrew gods that they were allowed to worship. And it wasn't yeah. what basically what we noticed was going on. And I look at all of our history very much like a programming simulation theory, basically. And when you look at it this way, this allows things to come into a different line of sight. Um, I worked as a travel agent and we had to use a DOS system and you use DOS because it's the quickest time, real time um, operating system that you can put in data. And when you're working with flights, you have to book those flights quickly because like everyone's viewing the same thing. So um, your section of seats can be bought. So you want to do it quickly. You have to put commands in. And I know just from working with that easy old school programming that you can change a command and you can make a shortcut command. And where that starts getting dangerous is uh, hackers, good hackers, they'll do this to commands where you think you're putting in something and it's a Trojan horse. You're actually calling upon the hacker's IP address maybe. And now he's getting the credit card information that you're putting in. Stuff of that nature tends to happen. Even with real viruses that we have in our system, I know being in the Twitter realm and the all of this stuff, you'll have someone follow you and they changed the name ever so slightly. So you like think it's real. And this is very much Trojan horse. And this is how war was taking place. And what they started noticing and um, the middleman started being hijacked. So even if the middleman or the archangel is like genuinely good and works with God, uh, people were noticing if you called upon them, another entity with a very similar name or a very similar sounding name would come in and you would actually be talking to them and it would interfere the actual. Right. The trickster spirits, yeah. the posers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. So are you done with this slide? Okay. So, um, Basically, this is just interesting because whenever you look up pre-medieval, they always call it the old world. There was an old language. There was an old origin story, even though it was still called Christian. There were changing of prayers and names and things were just really weird. There was a movement of people that wanted to keep basically the forms of Christianity they believed in and they weren't even allowed that. So that's a religious prosecution, but it was like Christians against Christians, which is very interesting. Um, oopsie. Uh, what is this? Oh, okay. Uh, Charlemagne. This is just pictures of medieval times, um, and people who were fighting for the name of God, basically God's magic over this Roman magic that was, um, infiltrating everything. And that's what Aaron was talking about. I know when he said it, I'm like, he's, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, the the council of, um, yeah. Yeah, Constantine put it together, and that's what became the Bible. They they're like, all right, what books are we gonna make into the Bible? And they they decided, and then took out you know Book of Enoch, took out Book of Thomas, um, all the ones that had when you because when you read those books, you're like, oh my god, this you're like, no wonder this got taken. You know, it's got no wonder. The, <laughs> yeah, got all the uh, esoteric empowering the stuff, good in it, stuff. The real stuff, the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And then even the stuff that made it, even the books that made it in the Bible, much of it got edited and mistranslated and messed with. Um, and even after all that, there's still stuff that slipped through the cracks where you'll read and it, it's like, it says things like where Jesus talks about the pineal gland or they talk about yes. incarnation and all the stuff that Christians aren't supposed to believe in, you know, <laughs> it's not supposed to, but it's still in there mm-hmm. um, when you, when you know what to look for. Exactly. Um, this was just a reminder for me to go into language because this little video game at the top left is a video game. Metal Gear called- Solid. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I know. I that was my game. The Phantom Pain. Yeah. It's the yeah. fifth in the series, oh, and it's very interesting because parasites, CIA, Babylon witches, and parasites. Really? Basically, this whole story uh, travels around the idea that in Babylon, all the humans um, were given parasites, and parasites, I think, traveled through bathhouses the sanitation department, they travel through water. So if you have bathhouses, you can give everyone a certain parasite. And that parasite, we know if you are uh, into biohacking, can take over your host body and it can become, it can make it do stuff. Basically schizophrenia is caused by a parasite. Um, Bipolar disorder has parasites around it. And when you notice like, okay, if you can inject a society with parasites, they're easier to control in whatever way, shape or form. So this show goes into Babylon giving everyone parasites, but the way the parasite acted is it went to the vocal cord and it controlled the language that was allowed to be taught by the slaves spoken by the slaves and this is him the main guy um smoking wormwood to kill the parasites and that is also like one of my top anti-parasitics that cures my rona all the time whenever me or someone my family or friends get it i'm like just take wormwood that's what africa was using there's studies on it it does it works oh great you're gonna get us taken down for medical misinformation now (laughs) there's a study on it so i can talk about that one and the right to try act allows us to talk about medical studies so good to know um, I don't think oh. YouTube cares about that act. YouTube's going to say we're spreading dangerous <laughs> medical. Um, you can totally yeah. go over me and like beep it out. I'm oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm just no, giving no, you. No, kidding. no, I'm totally okay. joking. <laughs> I mean, it might happen. It might happen. We have backup channels. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Um, I think actually in the game, I, side note for anybody who cares, I think it just speeds up, speeds up perception of time in the game, but they do, they include it in the game. The plot itself, if you guys aren't going to play it, uh, it does involve a lot of parasitology of, of the plot of the game that it, they kind of, it's more of a work of art, really. I mean, I wasn't really a Metal Gear Solid fan, um, but what Hideo did when he wrote, I think, this game is he knew a lot about what, what the subjects that we're talking about, how um, there are esoteric uh, beginnings in our in our history that have been hidden from us, and that game the game touches on that and explores it a lot. So it is very interesting, and of course the the whole parasite aspect he uses um, tied to a lot of real research and a lot of it. I think you know if he would have only hidden that Lexi, I think there would have been a whole different plot in the game. Honestly, but, um, it is. It, I was playing it one day, and she heard the word. She heard the p word, and it was all parasite. down from there, baby. <laughs> what? what's going on and she's not wrong 
No. So basically the idea of a parasite being used as a weapon, a weapon, basically, then you look at the military industrial complex as something totally different. They're using magic. They're using magic that you're not allowed to use. They're using magic. It's, it's a thing. It's a slave system. So we think of the military, we're like, okay, but like they're using stuff that we don't even know about and your tax dollars went to fund it. So it's important to understand, um, why witchcraft can be so and it's not so much saying it's bad but if witchcraft is being used for bad which anything it's a tool a tool can be used for great a tool can be used yeah. for horrible so um and whenever and wars just real quick and like wars yeah. um they'll 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 you know we know the cabal starts wars like fake war you know like yeah like world war one world war two all these wars they created they play both sides against each other mm -hmm. and they happen on specific dates and specific places on the planet that are like occult, <laughs> you know, uh, dates or places, places that are like, there's an energy vortex or whatever. Why? That's not a coincidence. You know, yeah. so these are rituals. These are basically mass like satanic rituals that, yeah. that all these wars that they create, which is really right. The, ar the archives are, um, but that's that's the case. That's what oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And then the archons are hanging out on the battlefield, just siphoning all that loose. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And it buys them time to do all this, all the crap that they want to do behind the scenes. It's, you know, World War II is a good example. Oh, I thought uh -oh, that was really happily. No, it's not real. <laughs> oh my heart! <laughs> oh, yes. no. <laughs> it's not real, folks. Sorry. Not too deep. <laughs> this is exactly. too scary. I wanted you to keep talking. I'm just going through my slides. Um, I'm finishing them up. But like in World War II, when, when Hitler found the perfect opportunity during some of the fighting in the Blitzkrieging to then send a, an expedition down to Africa and then further into Antarctica and start looking for these relics that he had heard about in the, you know, yeah. into the 1930s that he was interested in. So they do. They use these things not to not to win battles or to gain territory to better better their people. They're they're doing it to buy time for them for themselves. Yeah. To do to attune to their own agenda. This looks yeah. fascinating. There's there's the hidden agenda always behind behind it, and it's it involves magic energy. It involves control, yeah, uh, manipulation, right, and uh, sleight of hands. Like you think this is going on, and behind the scenes we're doing all this stuff. Yeah, Hitler and the Nazis were super into the occult. Like yes. they were super. And then it's funny because then they, when the Nazis rose to power, the occult was such a big part of their whole thing and then they banned it for the whole country like you they outlawed it so like only so in the background behind the scenes they're practicing all this stuff and that's super important to them and then they they uh say no one else you guys can't do this this is bad <laughs> you know yeah so it's, it's the right. whole thing we were just talking about they do the the stuff that they um say is fake or bad and it's very it. interesting that you just brought that up because the elements that Hitler was like trying to get because he was scavenging, he was scavenging for art and like specific art pieces and Edge of Wonder covered yeah. that entire thing. Um, there were like seven trinkets that he was looking for, like a sword, a, a goblet, a tiara, a ring, or, like yeah. all these artifacts, but they match up to the Harry Potter artifacts that control that contain the soul of Voldemort. So Voldemort cannot die as long as these artifacts stay alive and hidden. So it's interesting that 
the artifacts that Hitler was trying to gather during the World War II match up. Like there was literally a tiara, which Harry Potter has a tiara. There was a spear, which looks like the Gryffindor sword. There was a piece of jewelry. There was a book. Like everything matched up to the Harry Potter um, Horcruxes that needed to be destroyed before he finally died. It was really weird. Um, Wow. It's like someone should make a spinoff called the Adolf Potter. Or, uh, right, <laughs> Harry Hitler. Well, Harry, no, Harry Hitler. I mean, that's he's on his search for all the Horcruxes. Oh my God! J.K. Rowling is probably you know putting that all that stuff in there because of that. She right. knew. Um, yeah, she there's, knew. There's connections. Yeah, she, she knew all that stuff. That's not a coincidence. Right. That's then. There's a reason it's so popular too. It's that's all designed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. This is another really I'm 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 finishing up my friends. I told them I was doing this and they're like, you have to mention like there's so much to this. I try to keep it really simple, like the history of magic wars, the history of magic. And uh, whenever you look up this stuff, everyone looks into the fallen angels. But what we realized with the murder of language, what could have been fallen angels, we one little syllable, one little a phrase will be changed and it changes the entire thing. So I look at our world very much from a simulation theory, um, just because we are surrounded by numbers in every aspect of our life. So I always just take a look at um, what numbers are saying. And if you look into the change of angles, angels to angles, this is interesting because the pyramids of like Egypt, they follow the um, Fibonacci sequence. They fit pi into the pyramids. The pyramids, the way they're positioned on Earth to the sun, everything like is mathematics and pi. And it's like, okay, that's obviously something we have to look into. So we, if you look into parallel lines and traversals and angles, this is where parallel dimensions and this um, multiverse theory comes into play, I think. And in the past, you used to hear about people calling, um, you guys said it earlier, aliens, they're demons, they're demons. And we're like, no, they're not, they're aliens. But if you think of us as dimensionally traveling, not just like leaving earth and going to a different planet, if we leave the third 3D realm plane of existence and go to the higher realms of existence and vice versa, then that's where the demon aspect comes in, even if, and I've heard there be of good demons too, but like, and they're called demons or something, but basically when some, yeah, yeah, basically something traveling dimensions can enter in a body. And what is troubling about this is in real life, Epstein owned a genetics lab. If you are familiar with WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, then you are familiar with uh, the Podesta art. And there's a lot of hybrid animals um, that we believe this genetic company was making. Um, At the time of Atlantis falling, there was a bunch of rumors going on that like the Atlantinians were making hybrid animals and it was coming out really bad. Like it's crimes against humanity because like these animals necessarily didn't couldn't live the best lives and um they were it was it was sad basically so but if you made animals or if you have the ability to create vessels and beings it's going to make um things that you can enter a soul into so 
that's where things get really dicey with the whole aliens and demons talk, because if we are talking about things traveling interdimensionally and not worldly, then we are looking at the word demons over aliens in some views. And it's also interesting to know, and I was thinking of this yesterday, the movie Signs, it used to scare me so much. But if you look at signs in a different way and not pay attention to the big, scary alien greys, you see a different story at play. The little girl is scared of water. She And she keeps saying, there's bugs in the water. Like, I'm not touching the water. There's bugs in the water. And then you see the aliens, big, scary aliens come, and they start realizing, like, they stay away from water. If water touches them, they melt. Mm -hmm. They have green skin. And that's a lot of what we hear about these witches. They have green skin. The water melts their skin. Um, and recently, we are noticing a lot of bugs in water. Whenever you have a pandemic, it always goes back to parasites in water. And usually it's a bad, um, not sewage system, but like a bad sanitary system in the old days. So of course it was understandable, but nowadays, um, yeah, we still have, we're still finding these um, hydro parasites in water and rainwater around the world. I'm sure people have seen them in the jab they did up close and personal yeah. pictures we're seeing that again yeah, yeah they found it. them in in the the jab yeah that's what she that said one yeah. crazy looking thing you know that looks like the mm -hmm. stranger things <laughs> like, yeah we talked about that last time yeah we talked about that last time yeah yeah it's literally like the mind flayer mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and you're like flayer. what i didn't in i the, couldn't believe it in the yeah like that's they're putting and then there was like graph graphene looking stuff. Yes. Also, there was another lady that um, put another, and there was um, these like, like circle, metallic looking circles that were like, that would like self assemble. <gasps> so it was like what? literally like AI nanotech stuff. Yeah. Nanotech. Yeah. Yeah. There's crazy stuff that are in. Well, and so, like, real quick, what do you guys think about how that nanotech could be controlled by? frequencies like 5g that where it's that these you're getting a, a more dense that's, data stream that's to to control things that that need that heavy data process but you can't you can't put yeah. it very far and they put it on our phones and so is that do you guys think that has anything to do with with what they could be doing with nanotech yeah do you know what the havana yeah. syndrome is uh havana syndrome is something apparently that's you you only get it in other countries or blah blah like kamala harris apparently just had it but when you look up the definition of it it literally talks about it, it basically explains like a voice of god technology like something like a frequency that somehow controls your body or something it's crazy and then they they admit that all these other people these like politicians and these people are getting it um but and they're thinking there's theory that it works in tandem with whatever the mm -hmm. jab is putting into us mm -hmm. and possibly a 5g tower is creating mm -hmm. what they're calling havana syndrome like it's a frequency and then whatever nanotech is in your body yeah. and uh it definitely so there's all be connected for sure yeah, yeah right and i did a terrible job of explaining the havana syndrome uh but <laughs> no that was awesome it sounds like no, mk ultra and mainstream candidate it sounds like something that would happen where somebody would probably have a very rapid onset acute reaction to, to you know, probably like a skin reaction or something yeah, that but would it, cause inflammation or almost like. I'm going to look at it. It only happens to certain people. Um, it, there's a very specific type of person that can happen to. Hmm. And it's really, really interesting. Um, that is. I'm going to check it out. 
Right, you can continue. I'll look this up. Okay. Um, where my friends were, where, where we're getting at with this is if we're looking at light and mirrors and projections, that's where you go with uh, parallel dimensions. What's the mirror of this dimension? And a lot of people say that uh, anti-gravity or dark matter is matter that we can't see because we're looking at a projection of ourselves. So if you get to, it's the same thing as if you get mirrors in the bathroom and you close your medicine cabinet mirror closer to like your big mirror and you see the black void start happening and you see the repetition of multiple use in the mirror and you can play with it. That's basically how the illusions in our society that we see on our screens work. Um, anyone who's taken a film class, you understand how the light enters into the film and um, gets transitioned. And there is ever so slightly disformations and things you don't see if you know how to do some cinematography correct. And um, in the Truman Show, it's hilarious that their stars weren't in space. It was actually just like a power source that was higher up a than them. So if you start thinking of like dimensions being like the serious dimension or think of it that way, then it's like, oh, these um, Palladians from that dimension, that makes a completely different uh, reality than them being from like aliens that we think of coming in with rockets and stuff. Extra dimensional. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, if, and they if can you... travel through portals and wormholes. And... Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff, rather, because we, yeah, like a lot of people tend to think only on a 3D level, oh, they're only traveling through space on a ship. We'll see. Yeah, they have ships, right. but they're also traveling interdimensionally, and they're also interdimensional, and they also exist on these higher dimensions, like you exactly. said. So it's kind of both. Yeah, yeah, people do. They have, they have a, it's a, and again, we, we keep going back to this the more we talk about it, but it's it's what's kind of been re- repeated in our history. That's all people know. But yeah, it's a very linear perspective of of things, especially like space travel. And again, we can kind of touch on if anyone out there, if you've uh, read or watched Dune um, in that they they fold space instead of traveling through you know, a Stargate or by using ion yeah. propulsion or going to hyperspace, they fold right. space around them. So yes. there's, there's. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, exactly. that was it. And then, yeah, and that's what like a wormhole is. It's it's two points in space folded, and then and then you create a point that connects to you know mm-hmm. both areas, yeah. and you just travel instantaneously. But uh, yeah, like Alex Collier and others talk about there are races that, and you probably you have to be at a certain level of advancement, I'm sure, to do this. But they. They say, so every point in space has a specific frequency. So if you, if you match the, a specific frequency, you instantaneously travel to that point. That's how time travel works, essentially. Yeah. yeah I, to, wow. I mean, it's the same way with passing through walls. If you could match the frequency of the wall, you could walk right through it. It doesn't exist. That's how you see a craft flying through a mountain or something like that. Um, yeah. That's oh. just wow. Brain blown. And <laughs> yeah, right? well, they, they say that you can get like from here, from here to the edge of the Andromeda galaxy in like 20 minutes um, with this warp capable technology by folding, by folding it, like Aaron said, but we're getting way off topic now. And I bet it really does take 30 seconds to get to but, Mars. All right, DoorDash, you're slapping. Right, right, but, if you're, but if you're only thinking in terms of 
what mainstream science yeah. our limited understanding yes. of what we think is possible mm-hmm. uh, oh you can't travel faster than the speed of light which is bs uh that's that's just a misunderstanding you know right. that's no. limited but that's what a lot of mainstream scientists try to make the argument oh if aliens do exist though we would never encounter them. they would never yes come here because it would take them so long uh traveling at the speed of light you mm-hmm. know or whatever and that's because they're they're misunderstanding right well i mean they're, how they're actually able to travel and, and yeah we're not getting it from them anyway listen um, to our fake science to explain right. extraterrestrials yeah um, but that's so all let's, controlled, how many more slides do you have i think we're like i think we're done like i think I'm, okay this was like the done okay so yeah basically um okay we're quick question or a quick insert because we were talking about dune uh they used spice which was like worm gas i don't know how else to describe it it was it was gas from a worm and it was the blood of a worm in some instances but the worms did make gas so you didn't necessarily need to kill the worms you could have its off gas but the weird thing about that story is the delphi oracle is a known story of these delphi oracles that would be um tied up there was a phi serpent a huge worm that would release gas under the oracle the oracle would breathe in the gas and then she would tell people how they're gonna win the war or basically and like think of 300 that naked girl doing everything there was gas around her they don't show the huge serpent under her that is they're making her breathe in the gas stuff basically so interesting mm-hmm. so was that okay. it yeah, that's basically it. Just saying that there are real stories of the Dune um, time travel or the space travel ability using worms. And it's weird in real right. life. <laughs> so if we're looking at um, the simulation theory, which uses or holographic theory too, um, which basically uses our entire world as a holographic universe, uh, our smallest p- protons being just light proton is just light vibrating at whatever frequency it is that makes a hologram. And it's already like known in um, science that if you touch something, you're never actually touching it. You, your body thinks you're touching it. You feel like you're touching it. And it's all a mind trick of we never actually touch anything around us. There's always going to be like a tiny, tiny hair length of a fraction of a width between us and whatever we're touching. And they say, modern science says it's because like our fingerprints, the way that it touches all these weird things, but we don't actually touch anything. So this goes into the idea that our universe is kind of working like a um, illuminated series. So if you drop an angle or if an angle falls, wherever the light comes in, that's going to change the entire projection and the entire reality of whatever the manifestation was supposed to be so it's interesting that when you look at the illuminati and um you always see like protractors and this illumination effect and uh fallen angels could also work for fallen angles because literally if you have an angle fall which if angles are lights in the sky that we see like pleiades if you have people fall from the pleiades then it's going to change the reflection of what we're viewing so you have to kind of look at everything like think of a mirror kind of hmm. and this is 
ways that if you're a master builder and if you change just the angles that we're seeing things, it would literally make an illusion. And um, yeah, light reflects off all objects that we see. So literally how the eye works is through like what we, what we perceive with our mind all has to do with these angles of light. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Just more explanations. Right. And just all about optics, you know, and that's what like yeah. uh, even 9-11 or Project Blue Beam and all that stuff, you know, a lot of it's just rumors. There's really uh, there's not a whole lot of actual factual evidence about like yes. Project Blue Beam. But we hear we have to go by whistleblower accounts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that would be the ultimate trick to the eye. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And we know that the CIA has been put onto Hollywood films. They put it in their credits. Um, the idea that Hollywood is forcing a, I'm sorry, <laughs> the, the idea that Hollywood is forcing a narrative or an illusion uh, does tie into our CIA, at least just money ties. And I don't think, I don't think we have time to go over this. That's okay. <laughs> well, well, what we do, I just, um, no, we have, we can go as long as we want. There's no, um, it's interesting about the college though. Um, if you mm -hmm. look at all the, all the universities and just the architecture alone and just what was taking place back then, it's like, I don't, it, there's more, it's all symbolism. It's all cult anyway. It, but yeah. it, why, why put that on our universities unless there's some other reason, right? Why, why are basically every major city the layout of the cities are all occult geometry, uh, especially like DC. And there's obelisks with domes everywhere. That's all occult symbolism. Yeah. Uh, when you know this stuff, when you understand the stuff, and then you look around, it's every, it's everywhere. Literally it's everywhere. All right. stuff built. You know. And it can't. Country. It can't be unseen. You yeah. know. It really yeah. can't. Once you do. Yeah. Once you see the difference as it existed. It's, it's hard to see it another way um, where where we're kind of diving in with this. You know, I know that were, there was a lot to unpack there with kind of the, the look back into antiquity of, of witchcraft and everything. But in our more recent era, you know, the last century. Yeah, there, there has been a, the rise in um, what we would call contemporary education. Right. Especially with women. Um, there are there's a lot of I mean. I, I didn't know about these. Um, I think we kind of fell into this. I even think we were digging on this last year. Um, when we were looking at, uh, iPod did a fantastic series about the weathermen underground. If anyone has not checked that out, quick little pump, go, go check out this series, um, for what, how these activists basically st started what I think was a lot of the high profile crimes that, that these people who wanted to corrupt our country were, were behind. And a lot of it, a lot of the, a lot of our, our systems, especially universities, we all know that the elite send that they're, they send their children to these schools. They want to keep this knowledge um, that they've uh, accumulated over all of these years. They want to keep it with within the family. We hear that phrase a lot. You know, keep it within the family. They want to keep the knowledge within these families. So they're always being sent to these Ivy League schools. And some of these schools dabble in things like witchcraft. They're they're passing on these um, these hidden knowledges. And they have you know not only through the faculty or through the alumni. Um, but even just like what you said, Aaron and, and Tyler, about the architecture of these schools, where they're still mimicking these old ways. There's always this kind of a, it's the smoke left behind that they're still that they're still they're, they're still following these ways. 
and there, yeah. there might be something to it. Why, why else would you not continue to, to pass on these traditions if there wasn't any purpose to them? If exactly. it was, you know, they do it, they do it for a reason and it's, we're not really sure why. Um, so Lexi's got right here, she's got some examples. Um, I believe this was pulled from one of the, what was it? Uh, just an article kind of it's like an elite magazine and yeah. they're just like gossiping how fun it was to go to these witchcraft schools but the names that came out of the schools was interesting hillary jane betty nora gloria vanderbilt these yeah. are people who shaped our society in ways that we might not have liked and they they officially say they have covens in their school does that mean all the covens are bad no, i don't know i don't think so not. yeah but those covens, if they are ill-willed, if they're funded by the proper parents, then it can turn into activism groups that span from the 60s till now and cause really big problems. In, so. the, in the Weathermen Underground, I mean, they were tied with, um, we'll stop the presentation there. Good job, Alexi, by the way. Thank you for that. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was amazing. That was, looked like you guys put tons of time job. into that or Alexi, um, whoever yeah, did it. To be fair, it all goes to this wonderful woman right here. She right. spent all the time putting that together. Um, I've actually got a few things we can bring up. Well, what's interesting is that, you know, um, people went into this just by the title thinking history of the witch, but it goes back to, you can't, you can't just stop there because it's just embedded everywhere. And mm -hmm. it really is the history of magic is really what it should have been titled, you know, yeah, because that cool. is, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's all hand in hand. It's just it's really interesting. Together. You can't stay on that topic and break it down. You have to stray away. Correct. Yeah. You can't really get any further from it. Right. Um, I'm going to share my screen one more time for you folks and just go through a little bit um, while I talk. I specifically want to cover Bryn, Bryn Mawr, which is one of the seven different colleges that they have. Um, give me just one second here, folks. There it is. Thank you. So just for example, um, these are just some quick things I'm going to run through. Um, their mascot is known as Predator D. He, he is an owl, which we all know how the owl ties into the occultism and some of these secret societies that we've seen. Just something I wanted to touch on real quick. Um, so Bryn Mawr College, was, it, you, it's kind of got a weird founding in it where what I mean by weird is you look at Pennsylvania, um, the state of Pennsylvania, which again has kind of its own weird, weird history. It had one witch trial that was actually adjudicated by William Penn um, himself, which Pennsylvania is named after. He was actually the judge in that case, where the woman actually was found guilty of being a witch and practicing witchcraft, but she didn't actually commit any crime. And I found that was really kind of, I found that really interesting. If they weren't dismissing her as someone who was pretending to be a witch or, um, you know, being a, a you know, a practicer of, of Satanism or something other like that. But if she was, she never, it wasn't, uh, she didn't dispute it. You know, she was a witch, but she just hadn't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and we see this college come out of uh, a very large donation by a man um, who wanted women specifically to have a chance at a higher education. And there was on some piece of land that a farmer had owned back in the the early 18th, 1800s, and at the end of the 19th century, we see the Bryn Mawr College get founded, and many, many women have gone there. Um, a lot of important one, too, um, like we were talking about the alumni. Um, this is just a quick um, 
news clipping article I found from October 31st, 1991, where someone had actually written trying to give some more um, insight to Bryn Mawr because there was a lot of talk back then about, have you guys heard about witches? You know, they have to spin this story. And again, this is like um, decades old, uh, you know, fake news, really. I mean, this is them kind of putting it out there. Hey, you know, all witches aren't so bad. And there's there's another side of what they're talking about. But again, it shows that even back then, they were still trying to um, detract people from from the truth about what may have really been going on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I bring this up because I wanted to show when I was doing research in this, I was like, okay, who are the, the people who matter most are the people who are actually teaching at this school, the staff and the faculty. So I did a little bit of looking and I found out that there was a gentleman named John Caputo and John D. Caputo had written um, a lot of different philosophical viewpoints about the weakness of God. And that really piqued my interest because, oh, sorry, there's, there's a helicopter. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Um, no, no. Okay, good. It's really loud. Um, this is this. I mean, th- just for the audience, this this man, John Caputo, this is what he had written. And he was teaching this at Bryn Mawr. And he's teaching this to women to for, for whatever purpose. But to, to bring this type of education, I, I don't think it really benefits anybody. Um, I don't know how this could be used towards good. Um, I don't know why. Why they're they would just be telling this, you but... where to pull your magic. If there are covens at the school, then it's important to be like, why are we censoring which form you pull your magic from? If we're allowed to have covens that go over yes. these gods, why are you telling us that you, this other God to pull from is like lesser than unless you're trying to push something. So it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Just a little more about John Caputo there. <laughs> um, so these are some, if you guys do look into Bryn Mawr and you look into the alumni, this is just some quick snapshots of it. But one, uh, looking into the school, something else that, that caught my eye was uh, Kathy Bodine, who, if anyone knows about the Weatherman Underground, she was part of that that whole group that was founded by Bill Ayers. And uh, she was involved with with a murder, um, a, a Brinks robbery gone wrong. That was part of these a, we- a bigger weatherman underground false flag, call it what you will, um, FF. And they and she she attended this school. And also you have you know Lisa Oz, who's I believe she's the um, the wife of Doctor Oz or the sister. Big um, names definitely go big, here. Yeah, I know a names. whole mar- the marvelous Miss Maisel. That's all about um, Bryn Mawr graduates. Her and her mother, who are um, from an oil refinery company, basically, it's the women that went to Bryn Mawr. Right. They go there to you know you want a prestigious education. You want to be given the best of the best knowledge. And is that really the best of the best knowledge? You know what what really does this school have in have in store for for the people going there? Indoctrination. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, right. it's, it's it's selection, right? Those of uh, those who are there who who may be seeking a different sort of occult knowledge or who maybe have a lot of power, they they get drawn to these things where they wouldn't have otherwise before. And that's why I was pointing out John Caputo's work, um, his perception and philosophy about God. That's going to skew somebody who may not have an internal relationship with the Lord. That's really going to drive them away from having a meaningful relationship. And that's that's what I think would give them more power to do things that would involve witchcraft or ritualism or sacrifice that goes against what they, what their natural abilities are. Everything that Lexi had just talked about in that presentation where these things exist and they know, they know the truth of it and they're suppressing it from us because if we knew, then we'd be just as powerful as they are. And they can't have that. They can't have it right now. 
we're more power, way more powerful than they are is the truth because I mean, well, we, we are really get down the rabbit hole. The cabal are, they're a satanic or a Luciferian cult that, um, and, and then it goes to the Draco above them who basically they're disconnected from source. So they're parasites. And then you can talk about parasites. Like they have to feed off of this loose energy. Like we talk about it's negative energy and that's why they have to create, do all these rituals, manipulate us to stay in fear and suffering and everything else, create these wars. And um, they're feeding off of us. And, that, and that's how they're there. So they're doing black magic essentially. And we're, we're powerful beings connected to source that have that power within us. If we know how to access it and use it and not be manipulated by fear and lack and think we're just these lowly humans and, you know, that aren't powerful. Well, that's just, that's just it. We don't know how to use it. Even, even though we're awake and we talk about this stuff, we still don't know. We still don't. And part of us might even be shut off because of our environment. And there might be things in place that just don't even allow us to achieve that. So technically, we're more powerful, but it doesn't matter until we can get to a place to actually utilize that. Well, the the biggest thing, though, is to just like. Is because the whole system, mainstream, everything, the whole system, everything is set up to keep us enslaved. And that's what school, it, it indoctrinates us. It keeps it it programs us to be a good slave in the system, nine to five jobs, uh, you know, the media, everything, getting us addicted to sports and entertainment and all this stuff. Um, And it's all siphoning our energy and keeping us enslaved, keeping us mentally enslaved, emotionally, spiritually. So it's basically the answer is to go within. It's as simple as that. It's It's to tap into your heart, tap into yourself, go within and, start living from that space rather than being addicted and and attached to all to the outwardly stuff that they want you attached to and and enslaved by um and you know we can get in you know you can break that up down a ton but that's essentially what it's all about and once you're living from your true self from your heart they can't control that and that's where your power is so that's what that's the thing they're most afraid of is us waking up just to that too because once you once you're there um you're not going to you're going to start living from that space you're not going to buy into all the systems well that's going to be addicted to all these things actually you're think for yourself you know question well, what i actually meant was like we can't use the force yet like we can't fly and levitate and like well we can but like, that attitude you're not going to be flying yeah. well no i'm saying like like let's be real like when are we going to start seeing people levitating yes. and moving objects and stuff like that that's our true potential not i know going within i mean like yeah. like actually like using this stuff like like we see well, in the movies yeah and, well that's i mean those are abilities that you know that takes you know discipline to it takes belief yeah, yeah right, ultimately right. every yeah. single which movie and program movie it's belief they did it because they believed they could and that's the whole yeah. thing of the matrix is they thought neo died he had his death and resurrection but he believed that he could resurrect in the matrix and it was beyond it was unexplainable and he resurrected in the matrix because he believed he right. could Absolutely. so i L- lucid but, dreaming almost 
Yeah. And it, it's, it's setting intention and following through with intention. But what I was talking to Tyler about before this, um, I've done a whole dig into, um, RH negative blood types. My best friend is really, is she's a nurse and she's been following this awakening for the past four years. And everyone talks about, um, either RH negative recessive trait or being of O blood, a negative blood, B negative blood, because these blood types do not allow antigens to form to our DNA. So the thing with antigens, what is an antigen? It's a protein left over from a parasitic infection. It's part of our godly immune system. It's actually, weirdly enough, what keeps us alive from getting really bad parasites, uh, viruses, and every virus is a parasite. So when our fever goes like above 106 or 105 area, if we get a sickness, we'll have an antigen from that parasite, a parasitic protein, and it'll cover part of our DNA. And when you have an antigen on a DNA strand, that DNA strand now has junk DNA. If you look up antigens cause junk DNA, it does. So this is where you're looking into people and you're like, now you, instead of having what you maybe normally naturally had of a negative blood, if you got sick, now you have a positive blood because now you're positive of an antigen and RH negative. Some people are even positive blood types and they still carry the RH negative recessive trait, which means they at least don't have the remus, which is the monkey um, gene. Rhesus, thank you. That monkey gene, you at least don't have that um, antigen on your DNA. So what we're thinking and what I've noticed with our biohacking is the different oxidizers we take, the different carbon products we take, remove these spike proteins. There's already one that confirms chlorine dioxide for the current pandemic, and it's removing the spike protein. So if you could do that from your past, the, the antigens that our grandparents left on our DNA, if that's able to be chiseled off with an oxidizer, which is an antiparasitic, then it's like, oh, we can access our memories. Our DNA holds memories. Again, it's a scientific mm -hmm. fact. Yeah. So if we can unlock this zipped locked DNA, you're going to at least remember your bloodline. And people say this, it, you'll at least remember the past 14 generations, 12 to 14 seems to be what everyone says. If you can unlock that, which is where we're going to learn our powers, which is where we're going to remember how to lay runes before you do a presentation. So if yeah. you go back to my first presentation, you're going to see runes and you're going to see yeah. elements being uh, signifying of water and earth and air. And then that is a protection spell for whatever comes, because if you remember in your bloodline, well, it someone before you probably has learned all these interesting things. We just need to access those. So biohacking yeah, on Ricky leaks. Exactly. <laughs> there's a reason they shut off 95% of our DNA and then they call it junk and DNA. So we don't, we just think, Oh, it's just junk. Yeah. No, that, well, and that nature doesn't make junk for no, nature. Literally like look through all through nature. It doesn't waste anything. It doesn't no. just put things there for no reason. That no. doesn't make, does that make any sense? No. Well, so obviously a reason that's there and they didn't want you to not look at, it. Oh, it's just junk DNA. Don't look at it. Yeah. 95%. Yeah. Yeah. They think we're all so stupid. Exactly. Right. Well, then it also correlates back to what I was talking about, which I, you guys who've listened to the show, um, you've heard me talk about the rebel gene and the Enlil and Enki, the Sumerian story about how they were creating mankind. And, there were dueling brothers. One wanted like the best for humans. The other one wanted to enslave us. So 
Um, I think it was Enlil. I always forget which one the good good one was. Um, I get confused. Uh, Enki was a good one. They, they, yeah, they say it. Well, they yeah. Enki. Yeah. So I think he, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, apparently he left the um, he left a gene active in our DNA, which is what is now act, activating within all of us who are going through the awakening. Uh, it's it's something that we have in our DNA that literally another half of humanity apparently doesn't have because en Enlil removed that uh, rebel gene, they call it, right? This rebel, because like it's a rebellion gene. It's a rebellion. They, yeah, they removed that gene from this slave race. So they will even we look around like, why don't these no, people get it? Like, like no why is this person playing a flute, wearing a mask with a hole cut out in it? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> what is going on there? They're like robotic. Zombies. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and it might be because their DNA is literally different than ours. Mm -hmm. And there's something missing. part of it, at least. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so let's wrap this up. This is uh, one of the longer ones. We've been going for about two hours now. So um, thank you for, so much for sharing all that. Please yeah. let everybody know uh, once again where they can find you and your information. Yeah, so guys, you can find both me and Alexia on Telegram. Um, you can find us at the Ricky Leaks official channel that'll be posted down below. Um, Alexia also has her biohacking channel that's directly affiliated with that's that. That's on Rumble. So just oh, gotcha. Rumble Ricky Leaks and you'll see all of our uh, biohacking videos. Yes, we do have a yeah, Rumble channel and that's where all of our content is primarily posted. We have a YouTube channel coming in the future and we are also going to branch off of the other platforms. Great. R-I-K-K-I, -K -K -I, Leaks, right? Ricky Leaks. Correct. Yes, correct. Uh, one, one K. One K. Oh, one K. Singular yeah. K. Okay, one K. Sorry. Ricky Leaks. Anyway, yeah, guys, it's a great uh, Telegram channel to follow. I mean, they're, they're pumping out information all the time, and uh, I'm I'm always perusing there just seeing, you know, seeing what's current. So definitely go check it out and um, give them a follow. Uh, thanks for guys. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Thank you for the donations. We love you all. And we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Until next time, have a great Halloween. Bye.